Thank you all. Welcome back to another Trust All Truth or Breathing is Highly Dangerous. In this episode, I was going to discuss, because I'm back in the uh, same place I was in for my look at nature video, like basically how does nature act. So interactions with nature and, um, well, I, I personally love being in nature. Well, what is nature? I love being in places that have been reasonably left untouched by, by man. There's a fire jet above me. It's not so fast, but the shape of it is definitely of one of the military planes. And uh, yeah, I was here, in, not in the same area, but in, in the same um, wooded area few months ago and I had a talk about how animals don't care about the uh, about things that they don't affect and and then I introduced the topic of of the hierarchy within the animal kingdom and how those are the same within human race and how we can learn what they do with it and how uh, because if we act as exactly as them, then that means we're acting without. We're acting within our own desires, and purely out of instinct. With, and we're not using our advanced level of cognitive function to make better decisions than animals would. Right. So if we compare our actions to that of animals, and ours don't and they don't defer with a distinctive, more level of intelligence, right? And, and forethought and analysis based on history of things that we, that is possible that we can learn and attain uh, uh, information that we can, uh, we have access to, right? Because animals don't pass down information uh, other than the instinctual information that they've learned through their family and their family and if us as humans are doing purely that rather than re, uh, utilizing uh, the way that we record our history with um, paper, with paper, video, uh, and stories, if we don't utilize all of them, utilize all of them to, to, um, to enhance our life, right? And enhance our, our minds and true open-mindedness, right? So I'll, I'll, I'll introduce you to that. Uh, starting off with the hierarchies in, in, in animal kingdom. So you've always heard the comparisons between the, the, the bees and the ants and maybe sometimes the apes, right? That you've got these very structured lines and systems in place that uh, you work most efficiently in. And they're doing work all for this one person, right? So the the monarchy within uh, within the animal kingdom, and then you see that referenced as uh, like the workers, as the drones, the protectors, and then uh, the people that the queen is the you know, you know all those comparisons. Like that's not what I'm trying to teach you today. I'm not trying to teach you what you learned in first grade science class. But I'm trying explain is go more into in depth about those applications for those that haven't been 
out in nature and, and, and sat and, and looked at more animals than those described that are that are more easily, oh my goodness. I found a casing of, I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's a bomb or what. Um, let's check it out. I literally thought it was an ammo box. That's not, that's sort of not right that they fooled me like that. I thought it was an ammo box, but it was just uh, not. And I see uh, a giant flying ant. There's a bunch of giant flying ants over here and probably near the hive. Or, yeah, I'm right near the hill. There's a ton of them. So yeah, the, and the thing about the, the true connection is we act in similar fashions and that was, that's constructed because of life. So because we live a life, there's gonna be certain rules and principles that are applicable to everything on this planet, right? There's things that are, are just, that, that just are. So when we look at animals, we tend to, as humans, uh, except for those that study animals very in-depthly, we tend to consider them as nearly identical, right? And that has been changed throughout time due to, you know, pets. You uh, understand that they have personalities. However, those personalities are influenced by human interaction within your household. So those personalities are traits that are either learned by their parents or the other animals they're exposed to, or you. So you sort of contribute to that personality. Uh, like if, because of your, your whole influence and involvement with in, in the nurturing of that animal. But in the wild, when you're just there, like they run away from you at first and then you just sit for longer and then they continue about as they were because you have not presenting yourself as a threat, not threatening anything else. And certainly things will, like insects and, and, and things of that nature, will come and try to defend because they're harder, those habitats are harder to attack. So you can walk into those at any moment. So they will, they are the most defensive and immediately defensive out of out of most animals in, in the out of most creatures, right? Insects and 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 arachnids and all the other different types of bugs. They're, they're the most offensive because they're well. I can't even say the most offensive because you're breaching on to their territory and they're defending it. So I guess if you weren't disturbing it and, and you were in the same area, then maybe they would. But in terms of what you encounter most accidentally in, 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 out in the woods, in the wild, are insects. Because there's more of them than any other creature on the planet, to my knowledge. And they're less likely to leave you alone unless you become part of Unless you, yeah, so you really gotta leave insects alone. And 
because they'll they'll just keep coming after you. But in terms of mammals, reptiles, things of that nature, once you once they deem you as not a non-threat, then they will go about the same business. Maybe you'd be a little bit apprehensive about the things they do around you, but they will go back because once you experience something, you can't unexperience something. So once they, they, if they find you in their habitat, they're going to be on alert that this is now a possibility for my habitat. So now they're going to be aware of this, right? And they're going to relay that information to their, their peers, to, to the, the herd, the, the family. And they'll then move accordingly. Like maybe they won't go back to that area if you were deemed as a threat and they weren't able to, um, you know, determine that you weren't. But in my time going out into accessible nature, accessible wild land that has been reasonably untouched in areas, there's still paths of human foot, human traffic. So the squirrels around here. Uh, just th they'll run away from you, but they'll they'll let you get closer than most squirrels, right? Than than a really wild squirrel. And well, that's not true. Like the squirrels that stay by the trail, but I'm I go deeper in, so I'm away from the trail. Like I'm in within sight sight of it, but that's visual sight. But in terms of where animals that don't go around humans go, they can be aware from afar. So I go around where those animals are, like the larger rodents, uh, foxes, deer, uh, potentially porcupines, those are rare, I've seen one. Beavers, rare, I've seen two. Uh, uh, well, in Georgia at least. If I, and I'm not going to, I'm not going very far in Georgia. I've, this is, this added on research that I've done while sitting in the wild. I've done this uh, for most of my life, just gone and, and followed animals, looked at animals, researched them, studied them, and then finally put myself in their environment. Right? So my studies of them is, they've got, literally, it's, it's, it's like, not just personality, it is personality, but in terms of a wild personality. There's brave people, with, there's brave individuals within a set of group. Like if you look at birds, you'll see some of them perform certain flight moves that another bird is won't attempt. And like, they got like this jeering thing, like especially like the, um, like the crows, the blue jays and, and ravens, they are very highly intelligent. And that's a set of group of birds uh, that, that have a particular name. Courses or uh, something like that. Um, Cordage, I, I forget the exact name of it. I'll put it up. Um, but those birds are highly intelligent. And, and within their group of people, I mean, a group of birds, like, they're, all, they're like, murdered and they, they got... Uh, like things like that, uh, murder of crows, 
they've got these individual personalities where they got brave, they got shy, they got like ones that sometimes they have weight differentials. They've got and then injuries go into like ice. I'm telling you, I'm telling you. There is one. There was an experience I had with. I know for a fact was a mentally handicapped crow, and it would dive so close, and then it would be like, like you could tell, like either it was a birth defect, or it was a, 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 a head trauma that had it, it, like it would still have control over its function, but it would get too comfortable around things. Like it would sometimes slam into the wall. Like it would, I think its beak was curved too. It was like, it would do like this and it would make noise random like. It's like, like these things that you would see and I think that was a, a physical deformity of a, a mental handicap because of a physical, because of a physical thing. So it was less able to control its, its, its physical because, uh, or, or its mental state was compromised because of a, a, of a physical trauma, right? So when we're considering, when we translate that to humans, is the physical, is the mental state of a person based strictly on what they think and what they're capable of doing, or, and, and what they think and what they know, and versus a, a physical hindrance that they have. So when we diagnose people with mental illnesses or mental handicaps, we are, uh, I, I like to specify whether that, that they are mentally handicapped because they are physically compromised in, due to head trauma or due to uh, things missing, right? Little physical uh, things missing that they weren't born with, that uh, the average person, that on average most people are born with that they do not have, rather than an emotion that someone doesn't present or or uh, certain actions that someone does. If someone's doing an action, it's because they're capable of an action, right? So it, not controlling something. There, it, and also the chemical imbalance thing is when does this mental illness present itself and what has the exposure been what has they been exposed to within their life that without that exposure may not have put may not have contributed to uh, that physical you know mental hindrance so if we can't analyze and make sure and test everything that has physically influenced what where you are now mentally then you can't properly state that this is a purely mental issue or, or purely or, or illness when in fact it's not or in fact it is, but you don't have proof of it, right? So I used to draw a very, I uh, used to make a, I used to not be fair with that analysis. And 
I'm still sort of, uh, I'm doing case by case with mental illnesses. I'm seeing what someone is capable of in their exposures, whether or not they are physically capable of doing something else. Uh, and it's just hard and they're not making the decisions too. Or if there's physically, there's something physically rendering them incapable of, of completing a task, right? So if someone is not physically capable, I'm not going to force it, but it can be encouraged. Or, or, or force it nor encourage it. If you're physically incapable, if, if, and if that's something they're striving for, then uh, I would say keep it realistic if you care for them if, and encourage it if you're seeing it's not becoming possible with advanced technologies and stuff. But if, there's cap if someone's capable of doing something, regardless of how hard it is, if you're capable, physically capable, then any thoughts you have, any anxiety, right, any fears are on you and not because of yourself. Like, if you're scared of something, you're scared, yes, yeah, say you're scared, but you're the one that's scared. The thing is not scaring you, per se, right? Something is not threatening you, uh, because of a, a physical th a physical threat, right? That is threat to your, your livelihood, which is still fear. That, that's scared, that is rational. But uh, fear is something, is, is based off something that hasn't happened. And awareness and concern is, is based on the things that present themselves visibly or, or communicably. Communicatively. So those things uh, correlate in, in the animal kingdom. So you look at squirrels, you see some squirrels uh, can make certain jumps that other squirrels won't attempt. And some squirrel, and then the squirrels that, uh, uh, like there's a bravery thing. You show that you're able to do something, then like a line of of, of courage it's like oh, n now this no animal knows it's capable of making this movement and doing this it's now in the realm of possibility for this entire species right because once one thing is capable of something now that makes it a possibility for everything within that species, including humans. So you'll see squirrels make jumps. Some some of the squirrels won't do it, they're too scared. They have they've got, you know, these memories of of falling from lower heights and like, oh we're way up here, not gonna do that. And and they'll just maneuver around it and still get to their destination. Right? They'll figure it out. If the, they won't let the the fear stop them, they'll just figure out another way. The, it's not the most efficient way. And, but it's a safer way. And that's what I encourage humans to do. It's like, if you're doing something right, that's what I encourage humans to do. That's what a lot of humans do. Right? A lot of humans do that. They take the, 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 safe, the safer route. A lot of people do that, but most people don't go at all. And that's factual. For the things that are most important, fear stops people from even attempting to meet their goal. Right? 
like it's either you make this this very risky risky jump for a reward that's immediate or you take have a long grueling trail that or, or just long doesn't even necessarily grueling you have this long trail of doing something that you know is, is certain that you'll get there eventually right With, with this certain path that you have in front of you, you understand how to get there, but you're not willing to, to go through that long brewing process because it's more time consuming than having doing that. So it's like, if I can't do that, I'm just not going to do it at all because if I do this, it's going to take me this long and I want it right now, so it's not worth it at all. And that translates very heavily to where we are today. And, and our compromise with complacency Right? We see something, we have a goal in mind. We have a goal in mind. And we see the, the, mo the riskiest thing has the quickest reward. Right? But we don't know if we're capable of it. So if we are incapable of it, if we're uncertain about our skill level, then we're not gonna make that jump. And some people eat, uh, keep in mind that some, some animals even, but humans make that leap, think, feeling confident enough that their their life, their abilities, their skill have uh, given them enough to be successful in their attempt to attain that reward with that risk of imminent death or. Uh, harsh injury and they're overconfident and they fall to their face right some die some are just injured some is like oh just brush it it's in some uh, it's not that high of a fall right so it's all it's spectral so there's there's degrees there's degrees of risk there's degrees of reward uh, and value of the right, so those are the degrees of it. So, so then there's the attempt at success and failure, right? You overestimate, but you were prepared, you were willing to take the risk, but you overestimate a little bit, or uh, some uh, uh, a factor changed and you didn't adjust quick enough, like wind or you know, someone pushing you, right. Or influence, right? Peer pressure. You know you're not ready, but you're influenced to do it, right? To go into it. Pushing, that's attempted murder, right? So it, 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 someone pushing you into doing something, that's not, that's not on you. The, the, that first action is not on you. The actions thereafter are influence at threat of uh, a threat of death, right? But someone pressuring you to do, to to take a risk that you know you're not ready for, is uh, is is personal, and that is 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 self-involved. Uh, well, self-determined, as I've spoke about. So you you bring it you bring it back when we do fall. 
if we do fall, so we've talked about not even going, which is an issue. We've talked about uh, we've talked about well, okay, sometimes we try and don't go all the way, and then we never get there because we're 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 going the wrong way, making bad decisions along the way. That's something I've talked about, and then we talk about trying, and trying one time failing and not trying again. So these things come together into the branches of of how life is, of of success, risk. I mean, success, failure, and the risks that were taken to get all those things. So all those things uh, add up to that. And then it comes with what choices do we have, what influence were over those choices, and the choice we make, the action we take, right? And those branches, those are very branches, very, very extensed trees, depending on how many options you have. Maybe you have limited options, but every choice you make currently is an influence by a choice you've made before, or a direct result of an influence. Direct result of choices you've made before, and possibly influenced by the choices you didn't make before, you know? So those things are all, all, all things that we live in as we breathe, but most are unconscious. But animals do a, are doing a better job uh, at, at adjusting to that and implementing those immediate changes to decisions that they know were bad and, and they immediately change those things, right? They change their environment for self-preservation and the preservation of the immediate family, of their pride. They will do the things to keep them safe, to keep them alive as long as possible. And I don't know why humans find that so hard to do. Animals care about specifically for what they need. And their wants are an action, an additive. We got some shagging squirrels up there. <sighs> that was quick. <laughs> okay. Um, right, so animals adjust very quickly. Very quickly. And they see power structures. If something, if, if, if there's a bad influence over them and they're not as healthy as they need to be, they remove the thing that if, if they are, they join together, they band as a group to remove the thing that's most powerful, right? Animals can only become slaves by humans. Humans are the only thing that enslave animals. Animal, there's no animal slavery. There's only animal symbiosis and, and predation, right? So it's either you're being haunted you're the hunter, or you're working together. Those are the three main things that happen within nature. It, it, within the animal kingdom, 
And, and hey, hey, let me tell you this. Those are the three main functions within human nature, because those principles apply. But the forethought, the history, is what makes us stupid for having any human upon human deaths. that are not due to influence by outside human forces, which if you don't consider outside human forces as have, being able to have an influence on humans besides weather and, and naturally earthly effects, then there's no reason that we should be at the level we are with society. Because animals immediately remove what is harmful to them. They try to search out, they, they, they run away from it, right? They run away from it if they're alone and there's something coming after them, they run away from it at risk of death. And then if they have a group, they band together and, and go after that thing that, is, that they need Right, that they need for sustenance or that is causing harm to them or if they individual one-on-one they'll fight to the death if they're weaker then they'll die a fighter die knowing that they weren't taken advantage of or if they are successful in their attempt to uh, overpower something then they'll overpower that because now they are the strong one and then if they overstep their power boundary someone's going to come after them Right, so they switch. There's there's a, a they, there's a relegation and and delegation and regulation and delegation of, of of powers within the animal structure, and it's immediate. And animals do not do things that are not in the best interest of of the young. Right, so animals don't do things that are intentionally get the young killed unless the young didn't follow their steps or unable to 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 surpass over certain amounts then the young will die behind because of natural things because of natural hindrances right forces of nature right so I, I describe it as as maybe like a polar bear and they have to travel over long distance like there's a certain amount of time that uh, that mother can nurture and keep her 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 cubs warm, right? But then she has to go out and get food, and the cubs have to follow her because she it, or, and the cubs have to follow her if 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 because of other dangers, because of of, of other predators, which are the, usually uh, a male or that that's you know, a male polar bear. So, or if they have to go a long distance for food anyway, because she's going to, she's in hibernation. Do they hibernate? Correct me on that. But uh, describe it as, as, as a bear, right? And, and something, uh, uh, this is a good example, just go with me. Uh, so, the cubs are following the mother, to, and the mother is going to a safe place, a place where they can get sustenance, a place where they have safety. And in, in the Arctic, it's cold, there's blizzards. If the, and the snow's hot, right? There's ice, there's, there's things. 
A mother will do everything that she's capable of doing to make sure her cubs stay close. So she's going to instill that within the cubs. The cubs go astray, which sometimes they do. They're playful. Sometimes they don't. But accidents happen in nature. Just I've stated on the last one. But if a cub gets itself in a predicament that the mother can't reasonably have her life alive for the rest of her children, or she can't save both of the cubs, if she knows the cubs aren't old enough to live without her, it's going to determine what risk she takes. And I hope this makes sense. You gotta, you please do these studies. You and or or of of a fox, right? Now foxes. That that's a good one because foxes have uh, 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 have predators. Not many, but they do. No, let's go to meerkats. Meerkats. No. Let's go to. I mean, but like it applies to. I wish I was speaking with someone, so they can give me an animal and I can describe it, because, uh, I it's, it's just so overwhelmingly apparent of, of the risks that um uh the parents of like and in, and in humans, the best situation is to be raised by both parents. In the wild, we understand that it's a majority mother rearing because she has the milk. That's what a child needs. To sustain its life for it, the first, first few weeks of its life, first few days, first few weeks of its life. The mammal, that, that, that's what a mammal is. Mammalian, it's mammary glands, right? The milk. So it needs its mother automatically, and it needs its father. If they're a predated animal, it needs its father to, for protection, or it, it, it needs its father to go get food. But usually it's just a, a strong arm sort of thing. Like if you look at lions, uh, a male lion is there for show for most of the time. And then if the pride he's protecting, he'll be the first one to go out, but the female lioness is following suit. But the female lion, the lionesses are, are the huntresses. So the huntresses, they go out and get the food. The male would tag along sometimes. The male knows how to hunt because the male has to go off and it's exiled from its own pride at a certain age because it's a competition and it's all family. So a male's got to go off, uh, uh, find another pride with its strength, it's got to, its youth is going to make it more capable of leading a pride to victory because of its youth. But the experience is learned by your congregation. So if you translate this to, to human government, what is our issue? We analyze, we get the wisdom, or, which is now not so much available from the elders. And this is just truth because of the situation we are in now, because of this perpetuation. We have to get 
the perfectly intentioned youth in terms of younger, like out of adolescence into uh, into non, into fully, fully like myself. I, I would, I'm trying to be, well, I, I'm not even trying to be a leader. It's just, I know I have the qualities to make the best one because I only care about making the best decisions for especially children, which is everyone. Everyone wants a child, so I want to make the best decisions for everyone. But I'm considering all options, all options considered. And everyone, like, someone has to care enough to weigh, to weigh all those options. And all options are not weighed because, because when you're older, you're stuck to certain ways. So you, you need innovation. You need a new frame of thought, a new, new innovations that comes with the new generation that are trying to solve problems that have been created by the problems you've solved. But uh, in our time right now, people have stopped trying, like the youth before us. So this is what I affirmably say. I I will die on this hill. And And I respect everyone that has that has made progress and has made changes and, and does have wisdom to share now and abundance of it. But historically speaking, starting in the 1960s, majorly, but starting in 1950s, starting, starting at the turn of the century, of the 1900s, but primarily starting in the 50s, spanning through the 60s of civil rights movements in the 70s. The youth widely stopped or, or didn't have as much incentive to solve problems that have been created. There, there's these large problems, these world wars that have happened. So right now they're in, they're, they're, the parents are celebrating being alive and not trying to put, a, put anyone in danger and now everything that they used to do is, is like, now this is dangerous. Like, danger, everything became dangerous. Two shagging squirrels again. They're going at it again. Fun. Everything became dangerous. Like, progressively. Progressively. And innovation, as much as innovation for salt, for things what we need, commoditization went through the roof of, of being at home and being okay after war. So you're staying home. There's no war you have to go to. So there's nothing you have to prepare for. There's nothing concerned about. There's, you're not trying to build future as fa- build the future as fast as you can. So there was a complacency. There was a comfortability in the things that you have. And then you're just making things to satisfy yourself at home, right? Or satisfy a, a, a fun life, right? The commoditization, the things that we want have it your way. Get what you want. Be the one person you want to be, not the person you need to be. The things that we stop trying to make needs more easily accessible. Right? And we see the results of that now, of 
of the, uh, the countries being destroyed because uh, of of well financial ruin, being in financial ruin because of things that they've helped out the Western world with and have not been reciprocated, and and the care, the immediate care to solve those issues have been. Is, is disfocused, so they're not focused on those issues, they're focused on these wants that are not quite so necessary, that are not necessary at, at this point in time. Problems that we need to solve right now are easily solvable. But we, but the perpetual cycle of people of putting who you think are wise, the people that have made the decisions and these bad decisions, cyclically, and have been inspired by these other peoples that have that's in the same boat of stopping making, stopping the innovation for how to solve the problems that we need to solve. Without that new innovation, that new innovation, that that ambition to care for everyone, make sure everyone is simply taken care of. Without that, we have nothing. Without that, there's the. Without that. What we want doesn't matter because we might not be alive tomorrow. Because our wants are killing us faster than because we don't have what we need. Right? It, it, humans dying from hunger is should not be an issue right now. People uh, being homeless should not be an issue. It's an easily solvable issue. People being murdered should not be an issue. People... Children being raped should not be an issue. Women being raped should not be an issue. Men being raped should not be an issue. Innocent people being put in prison should not be an issue. Right? Unwanted children should not be an issue. But because we focus on commoditizing the human body itself and what it wants rather than solving what we need, which is other humans to... To, to preserve life as it was when we had it, and then adding and doing things only in order. If, and what I want, if they're not affecting the planet negatively, then I think it's fine. It's perfect. Innovate our wants to be more eco-friendly, right? And and I'm not even the most. I, I believe that everything on Earth that's natural has its purpose, and the moment. As something a human creates involves itself in the destruction of a natural process that is beneficial to the planet that is what should not be done that is what something that's to be changed and that's going to change with the people that we put place in power the decisions that those people make and animals do it effortlessly They take their time, they take their time, they gain their strength, and they pounce. Or they go away. And right now, I'm in a season of... I'm getting prepared to pounce. But I'm gonna make my retreat, too. Because I understand where I'm going after. I can't, well, I'm in retreating right now. I'm in retreat, preparing to pounce. Getting my strength. Because I need to come back with numbers. I need to come back with numbers. I want you to be part of this. Please. The human race and the planet 
the, 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 the life of people is dependent on this. At least have it be an option for pure, pure life living. Living as long as you can live. And innovating for things that we want after all of our needs are met. If, our, if any one of our wants affects the a way we are able to attain what we need, we need to reconsider that want. We have to. We must. It's mandatory. But the Western world is comfortable with sacrificing the needs of people for what they want, for what other people want. And it's sick. And I am, I'm for one, and tired of it. I'm tired of it. I'm tired of it. And I'm not gonna... I'm not gonna stand for it. As you see, I'm sitting today. I need, I need people with like minds. Please contact me. I'm gonna share, I'm gonna take parts of these clips of videos and send it to people. But if you find me first, please contact me. We need, I have a plan. I have a plan that is, has nothing but success. It's only could be successful. There's no, the only failure is the death of the people that care. That'd be the only way this is failing. And we have to, put, we have to be wise about the paths that we take in order to attain, attain this. We have to be wise because the people that have tried to make little efforts towards towards improving human society and getting basic human rights uh, received for everyone, those people are no longer here. How young are they willing to kill somebody? If you're speaking out, they're willing to assassinate you, assassinate your character, make you discredible, call you crazy, and then people down the line look back on you and say, oh, he was right. She was right. Out of the mouth of babes comes such truth. Oh, why is that? Because out of the mouth of babes. Oh my goodness, we should have, they, they were right. Oh, look at how young they are saying this. It's cause they had enough. They've seen the failures of the fathers and the mothers. And we keep putting it on the father. Who is the rearing the child the most? It's the mother. So we need to also translate, we need to give credit to both for, for making the world as it is. We're blaming men. When women have such power, women have such power and influence over the males, of, uh, over males, and rightfully so because women are the ones that bring life into this world. They choose the majority, made in majority, choose when to bring life into this world. I've considered all the other factors, so we don't have to discuss those things. Or I've, I've talked about those already. Precursed that. 
Then how? We need to make the change, starting with yourself. Join people with like minds. Please, please. This, like, I'm only, like, to beg. To beg, because I care about you so much, I'm willing to beg. You to save yourself and your family, your posterity. Do not make the same mistakes as we have in the past. I'm not trying to lead anyone. I'm trying to have everyone lead themselves. But if I have to introduce that to you and show and, and demonstrate how that's done, I am more than happy to. But the top, when, when you are able to do it yourself, then you don't need to, be, we can stand next to each other. I'm not showing you anywhere. We're going places which you're showing me things. And you're teaching me, I'm always a student. I'm a student of life first, before I learn from anything else. I'm a student of natural, I'm a student of what, of observation. Because, uh, and, and, and not that this path for myself wasn't hard. People have had harder paths. I would choose not to let my path, the path I have taken before influence my path, uh, or negatively influence my path. My past decisions that were not bad for me are going to make me make the best decisions towards my future. And I encourage everyone to do the same. Heavily encourage. Now, this is going to be split. Do me a favor. If you want to consider yourself an intelligent life form, you want to consider yourself a human being, act better than the things that you're smaller than. Act better than the animals. What you know you're capable of versus what you do. Intelligence is what you do not what you know, what the your actions of what you do with what you know. Don't think intelligence is purely the awareness of something, knowledge of, of, of something in life. Uh, I, I've, uh, I, will do, I will delve deep into that in the future. I, I, I personally had to really rework my brain around that because it's such a truth that I used to I used to make such bad, such bad calls, and such bad, is phrasing. I used to put people down for not knowing certain things, and it was, I was disgraceful. But I thought I was helpful. But I thought I was helpful. If someone's hurting you, they may not know it. Tell them. They're causing you pain. What they do with that information afterwards will help you determine whether or not they're causing that pain to you on purpose. If people are not aware of a problem, the problem cannot be changed. If someone is not aware they are affecting your life negatively due to their actions, they are not going to be incentivized to change their actions because they are not aware they are causing harm to something. 
And if they are intentionally causing harm to something, they will continue to. And then it's on you to, to remove yourself from that environment, as hard as it may be. You're being forced to do something. You have no control of what you're forced to do. But if you'd like to live your entire life, then wait, then, then, then wait for the moment where the force is not upon you and make your move to either run or attack or, or run or defend yourself. Please, don't, don't be someone that has a missed opportunity and keeps missing opportunities. I was that person once that had opportunities in front of myself that would have made my life much better had I taken those opportunities. Well, I've learned so much more and earlier. As much as, as, as much of an accelerated rate as I've learned these things, I would have learned much quicker had I made other decisions. Had I let things not affect me as much as they did. And do I call those regrets? No, because I am here where I am now because of the decisions. So I was able to learn from my mistakes but I understood they were mistakes. And I, uh, I was made aware that I was hurting people. And that was due to isolation. I got to be alone with myself. With my thoughts. With potential outcomes. People would call that going insane doing the same thing over and over, expecting a different result. Well, they, well no, not even. No, people would call, uh, I was going mad, right? Mental, but there's a line. And I, I think I'm right at the cost of, of, of being uh, highly formidable for someone that can in, in, elicit change. If people care, to join with me, if people care. It's on me to try to find those people too. I just hope I'm not too late. Well, I know it's not too late, because the problems are too easy to change right now for it to be too late. I know it's not too late. I'm going to thank you for watching. Trust all truth. Breathing is highly dangerous. I'll come back in the next one. Cheers.